48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. A top mainland official hails opportunities for Hong Kong from Beijing's latest five-year plan. The chief executive underlines the need for the SAR to link its prospects to the nation's development. And four members of the same family are jailed for attempting to obstruct testimony in a rape trial. A top Beijing official overseeing Hong Kong affairs says China's dream of rejuvenation also includes the dream of 7.5 million Hong Kong people whose lives the central government wants to see improve. Here's Jimmy Choi. The deputy director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Huang Liu Tuang, told a seminar in the territory on the national 14 five-year plan that the SAL is an inalienable part of China. He said the blueprint underpins the territory's financial, trading, aviation, technology, legal and cultural sectors, and it will improve their competitiveness and enable them to merge into the country's overall development. The official said in future, the central government will use special economic zones such as Tianhai and Hangqing as platforms to roll out more measures to benefit the people of Hong Kong. He said the purpose of these policies is to enable Hong Kong to have a better future and SAL residents to live better. Mr Huang said Beijing is pleased that the Hong Kong government has staunchly upheld its constitutional duty to safeguard national security since the enactment of the national security law, and he praised its determination in fighting the pandemic. Under the leadership of Chief Executive Carrie Lam, the Hong Kong government will be able to unite the city in continuing to apply the strengths of one country, two systems, at a new starting point in history, he said. Speaking at the same seminar, the Chief Executive Carrie Lam said Hong Kong's development must be tightly linked with the mainland. She said the plans would bring once-in-a-lifetime opportunities for Hong Kong, showing Beijing's support for the SAR. Mrs Lam spoke through an interpreter. We need to maintain our competitiveness and we need to achieve prosperity and stability. We will implement the overall jurisdiction of the central authorities over Hong Kong. We will integrate our development into that of the country. We have to ward off external forces in interfering in Hong Kong's affairs. We do need to strengthen education of basic law as well as our constitution. We also have to enhance a sense of belonging. We have a huge responsibility, but I appeal to different sectors of our society to work towards it. The High Court has sent four members of the same family to prison after they obstructed a teenage relative from testifying in a rape trial. Richard Pine has details. A girl in the family accused her father of raping her when she was 13 years old, but before she could testify against him in court in 2018, her mother took her away to Shenzhen. When the pair finally returned and the case went to trial in 2019, the girl changed her testimony and denied any sexual assault had taken place. The father was subsequently acquitted. After a new trial, the girl's mother and father were last week found guilty of perverting the course of justice, and the father, a grandmother and an uncle were convicted of conspiracy to pervert the course of justice. The court heard that while the father was being held in custody, he told the family to prevent his daughter from testifying. He told the mother to take her to the mainland and not to return until he'd been released. The grandmother and uncle, meanwhile, urged the girl to play dumb during the original trial and to say that she couldn't remember anything. Judge Alex Lee said deterrent punishments were needed as the family had totally disregarded the law and while they were supposed to be protecting the teenager, they did the exact opposite. He jailed the father for six and a half years, saying it was extremely selfish of him to enlist his family to try to get him off the hook. 
The mother, who had taken the girl to report the alleged rape, was jailed for three years and nine months, and the grandmother and uncle for four years and nine months. A second person has died following a crash in Taipo yesterday when a taxi ploughed into people on a pedestrian island. A 63-year-old woman who was critically injured died in Tunmin Hospital this morning. A 59-year-old man died shortly after the incident on Kwangfuk Road. Eight other people were injured. The driver was arrested on suspicion of dangerous driving, causing death. The weather mainly cloudy with one or two showers. Minimum temperature about 28 degrees tomorrow. Sunny periods during the day. Maximum temperature of around 32 degrees in the urban areas. Warmer still in the new territories. More sunny periods and a few showers on Wednesday. Very hot on Thursday. Temperature now 30 degrees. Humidity 80%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Back to our top story. The Deputy Director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Wang Liu Kuan, has told a seminar for lawmakers that the SAR should use what he called a favourable environment to focus on development. He said Hong Kong has wasted time and resources arguing about politics. He said the SAR's safety depended on national security and that the national security law and electoral reforms had safeguarded stability in the rule of law. The LegCo president, Andrew Lung, said the seminar would help lawmakers make appropriate proposals. I think the significance is very simple. Important issue concerning the well-being of Hong Kong and the future of Hong Kong, central government can send expert teams directly work with and interact with legislators so that they have a close encounter and better understanding of the central government policy that affects Hong Kong. Speaking after the seminar, Liberal Party lawmaker Felix Chung called on the authorities to start discussing reopening the border to the mainland. He warned that Hong Kong could miss opportunities from the mainland's five-year plan. The DAB chairwoman, Starry Lee, dismissed suggestions LegCo would become a rubber-stamp body, but expressed support for the nation's development strategy. This 14-5 plan is already announced by the central government. We, as a legislator, uh, if you have time to take notice of what we have done, we have raised a lot of motion to ask and urge the Hong Kong government and also to urge a different sector to uh, think big and see how we can uh, make use of this plan to uh, boost Hong Kong economy. Therefore, I think this is uh, good for the Hong Kong society as a whole and good for the Hong Kong society, especially in this uh, new era. A doctor has been found guilty of manslaughter over a botched liposuction operation in 2014, in which, after which her parent, patient died. She'll be sentenced next week, as Violet Wang reports. Vanessa Kwan was convicted by a seven-member jury after a 29-day trial at the High Court. The jurist deliberated for eight hours before unanimously finding her guilty of killing her patient, Josephine Lee, through gross negligence in the fat removal procedure. Lee fell into a coma during the surgery at a hair transplant centre in Chimsa Choi in June 2014 before she died. The defendant will be sentenced on September the 3rd. The judge revoked bail and remanded her in custody, citing the severity of the offence. A business lecturer from the Chinese university says he believes the government can afford to hand out more spending vouchers. But, as Maggie Ho reports, he says it should consider tweaking the arrangement to encourage people to spend some of their own money too. 
The current electronic voucher program cost the government $36 billion. But Simon Lee, senior lecturer of the Chinese University's business school, said its effect in stimulating the economy will be limited, as this sum is no match for the city's consumption figures before the 2019 social unrest and the COVID-19 pandemic. It also depends on whether people would spend more than the cash voucher. I'm rather pessimistic. Some people would spend the money the government gives them, but would they spend more than that? Maybe not a lot. So the effect on boosting the economy would be limited. But I support rolling out one more round. Hong Kong's capable of doing so. As long as the pandemic isn't over, we still need to boost the economy. The effect may be limited, but at least it can improve sentiment. He said Hong Kong can take reference from Macau's stimulus packages, which give out electronic cash vouchers only after people spend a certain sum of money and allows consumers to use the e-vouchers to pay for only part of a transaction. For instance, an individual can receive five patakas in e-vouchers after spending 50 patakas and can redeem 10 patakas when they spend at least 30 patakas in one transaction. When you spend some and I spend some, we can make the pie bigger, Mr. Lee said. But the lecturer said if the government decides to introduce another round of vouchers, it should streamline the procedure and hand out the money more efficiently. The Civil Service Secretary, Patrick Nip has dismissed claims of a conflict of interest involving the appointment of a former senior aviation official as the new head of the Hong Kong International Aviation Academy. He says everything's been done in accordance with existing mechanisms. Natalie Ching reports. Simon Lee retired as Director General of the Civil Aviation Department in April last year and was appointed as the Aviation Academy CEO in June this year. Mr. Nip considered that Mr. Lee had represented the government during talks over the establishment of the academy and that he was at the time an ex-officio member of the airport authority. But the civil service chief said Mr. Lee sought and was granted approval for the new job in accordance with due procedures for directorate-grade officers, and authorities had considered the appointment carefully after consulting relevant bureaus and an independent panel. Mr. Nip also stressed the appointment was not the usual case of leaving the government to work for a private company, as Mr. Lee's new job involves the nurturing of talent and helps consolidate the SAR status as an international aviation hub. The mainland health authority has reported no new locally transmitted cases of COVID-19 for the first time since last month. Natalie Ching again. The latest coronavirus outbreak in the country was mainly driven by infections first detected in mid-July among airport workers in the eastern city of Nanjing. More than a thousand people have since been infected across dozens of cities. However, no deaths have been reported in the outbreak, which was largely focused on the cities of Nanjing and Yangzhou. The current outbreak does appear to be tapering off, with authorities reacting to the spread by quickly enforcing localized lockdowns and imposing travel restrictions and mass testing. Domestic infections have been falling over the past fortnight, and the National Health Commission says the number of new local cases has again dropped to zero. It also reported 21 infections among travelers arriving in the country, not including 16 asymptomatic imported cases. The country only classifies these infections as confirmed once patients show signs such as having a fever. The World Health Organization says hundreds of tons of medical supplies for Afghanistan are stuck because of restrictions at Kabul airport. It wants empty planes on their way to collect evacuees to divert to Dubai en route to pick up life-saving supplies from its warehouses. 
Rick Brennan is the WHO's Regional Emergency Director. For the last week, we've been trying to get in urgently needed medical supplies. We haven't found a way to do that right now. Uh, we have 500 metric tonnes of supplies ready to go uh, from our logistics hub in Dubai. So we have a short-term need to get those 500 metric tonnes in. We need a reliable, robust humanitarian air bridge that can continue to bring supplies in over the weeks to months ahead. The Taliban say they will not extend the deadline for Western forces to leave Afghanistan, calling the 31st of August a red line. A spokesman, Sahil Shaheen, also insisted that Taliban fighters were on the edge of Kabul airport to prevent attacks by the Islamic State group and not to stop people leaving. He said they were free to go, but would, but would be safe if they stayed in Afghanistan. We are not creating any hurdles in their way if they have uh, passports and the visas are uh, issued by uh, the U.S. to them. They can go to commercial flights anytime. That is uh, their the right. We will, of course, we want them to stay in Afghanistan and participate in the construction of the country. And there is no risk uh, to their life and pro property. A former Indonesian cabinet minister has been sentenced to 12 years in prison after a court found him guilty of taking bribes while arranging aid for poor families hit by the coronavirus pandemic. Here's the BBC's Celia Hatton. In December, Indonesian police raided several locations in Jakarta linked to then Social Affairs Minister Juliari Batubara. They found seven suitcases and three backpacks stuffed with more than a million dollars in cash. Months later, a court has concluded that Batubara took money from two contractors who were hired to deliver food packages to those suffering during COVID lockdowns. The Indonesian president, Joko Widodo, has tried to reaffirm the authorities' commitment to good governance, but corruption is an ongoing problem. To sport and in tennis, Alexander Zverev has won the Cincinnati Masters by beating Andrei Rublev with a dominant 6-2-6-3 victory. Germany's Olympic gold medalist needed just 58 minutes to seal the match. The women's title went to Ash Barty. The world number one defeated Jill Tishman of Switzerland 6-3-6-1. Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers has become the 28th Major League Baseball player to hit 500 career home runs. His milestone blast came in the sixth innings of the Tigers' 5-3 extra innings win against the Blue Jays in Toronto. Finally, the remainder of our top stories tonight... A top mainland official hails opportunities for Hong Kong from Beijing's latest five-year plan. The chief executive underlines the need for the SAR to link its prospects to the nation's development. And four members of the same family are jailed for attempting to obstruct testimony in a rape trial. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
Well, hello there. My, it's been a long, long time. How am I doing? Oh, I guess that I'm doing fine. It's been so long now, but it seems now that it was only yesterday. Gee, ain't it funny how time just slips away? How's your new love? I hope that he's doing fine. And I heard you told him that you'd love him till the end of time. Now that's the same thing that you told me, and it seems like. Only yesterday. Gee, ain't it funny? Now time just slips away. Remember what I tell you. 